and welcome to The Dish, the Connectivity Business News Podcast. My name is Madeline Durrett, Senior Associate Editor at Connectivity Business News, and today we're so lucky that Tarun Gupta, co-founder and chief product officer of Skylo Technologies, is joining us again to share some really exciting updates in the first quarter of 2024. Tarun, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Madeline. It's been a, it's an honor. Thank you so much. So last time we spoke, Skylo and Viasat were collaborating on a network they're calling the first global direct-to-device network. How is this going? It's phenomenal. You know, since the Viasat announcement, we've had just so much traction, and I'm really happy to share with everyone that just in the last couple of weeks, as a result of CES, and now we have pending MWC, We've announced our partnership with Telep, who is one of the largest global module manufacturers. We've announced partnerships. We've, we've announced that uh, we've certified the MediaTek 6825 chipset. We did another release with Telet and Flowlive for connectivity services and offering that real ability to take a device and connect it to satellite for you know, backup and out-of-coverage solutions. We've announced our partnerships with the test, uh, test equipment manufacturers such as Keith's Keysight and Rhoda and Schwartz. We've announced a partnership with FocusPoint for ERAS, Emergency Response as a Service, integrating with their Pulse platform. We've announced um, uh, another module, the Quectel module, the 660S for, um, uh, 660A, sorry, for the uh, certification of that module. And we've announced partnerships with Monogoto, one of our MVNO partners for development kits. Really excited around what's happening, really excited around the momentum. And so we took last quarter in our announcement with Viasat and really showing how not just the infrastructure is in place now, but the devices are starting to come online where end users can start to get this hardware, start to test the hardware, start to implement the hardware into end devices, and then ultimately get connectivity solutions that allow them to better satisfy their customers, their, their needs, and their demands. Wow, that's great. And speaking of your partnerships, one of them is with IoT providers Centerion and FlowLive, and you're unveiling a new IoT solution under the 3GPP Release 17 Narrowband IoT Standard, and it's compatible with hybrid networks. And then you have a similar partnership that you mentioned with Monogato Networks. Would you elaborate for each of our listeners on Skylo's role in each of these collaborations? Absolutely. So think about us as the as the NTN, the overlay, the non-trustful network, the backup satellite provider that for when these devices are either roaming out of cellular connectivity or always out of cellular connectivity. And so if you look at Telus and Tyrion as an example, they have a very deep relationship with another one of our partners, FlowLive, and those modules and their devices are able to work with the FlowLive network, which ultimately roam onto the Skylo network when they're out of cellular coverage. So if they're a customer of Telet Centurion and they're able to say, hey, we want to always be assured that we have connectivity everywhere where we're outside, then there's just there's a great opportunity to leverage the power of, you know, Telet plus Folive plus, uh, plus Skylo in that regard. Same with Monogoto. So Monogoto is really focused on the developer community, really has, really leads the developer ecosystem with new innovative use cases, and really, really bringing connectivity to new solutions that at least weren't previously thought of or previously considered. 
So they kicked, kicked off a, you know, a partnership with Skylo and Monogoto and Murata to put developer kits in the hands of actual developers to understand what they want to do. And so this ranges from, you know, tracking your pet to building something to understand that you're, did the mailman deliver the mail, the mail that day or whatever idea that someone else has, you're really opening, opening up a whole set of use cases that are really limited by just one's imagination. Thank you. And then the solution that you're developing with Centurion and Flow Live, it's not exactly something that's been done before. So what makes this solution unique? Yeah, the, the reason this is unique is because, again, Skylo being the non-terrestrial network provider, the satellite provider, we provide that additional layer of um, of safety that users can understand that they always have connectivity. And the reason this is exciting is I'm a network provider for the satellite side. Flow Live is a network provider for the terrestrial side. And TelitNow is also a network provider that can combine satellite plus cellular plus TelitCenturion devices. So now by using the Telet, the TelitCenturion modules, end device makers are able to say, hey, have almost a one-stop shop for full module device and connectivity to be, be able to provide a holistic solution to their end customers. So customer end users and subscribers aren't having to think about, okay, I should buy my hardware from, you know, box uh, from provider A and then go to box, you know, provider B for my cellular connectivity and then go to provider C for my satellite connectivity. So this is a way there's one PO, one throat to choke, one knock service, one real relationship that can be managed and nurtured and strengthened across the entire ecosystem. Wow. We hear a lot about how, you know, satellite connectivity can, you know, increase digital equity and provide ubiquitous connectivity to everyone, but not all satellite networks are standard. So how far away do you think we are from all IoT connectivity providers moving to standard? What will it take to get there? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're already seeing this today with our partnerships, again, with MediaTek and Telecentron, as you mentioned, as well as others. You know, um, or Quectel and, and Sony Altair and Samsung LSI and Qualcomm and these folks, people are adopting the standards for a reason. And by having the standards, you're able to ensure interoperability, you're able to provide the end user with choice, you're able to provide, you know, competition, which frankly breeds innovation. So now by having a standards based approach, you're able to have the end user decide which, you know, they can have a multi-vendor strategy without having to worry about performance. They're able to understand, okay, if there's a supply chain hiccup on one side of the one side of the fence, they can go to the other side and have another solution that comes out. So this is a way that by adopting standards, you don't need to worry about kind of where your hardware is coming from or where your connectivity is coming from. It, it really just works. And that way you can change providers if you want to. You can go deeper with your current provider or your current solutions solution uh, uh, operators. You can also ensure that your billing is the same, and you're you're by having multiple pieces of you know multiple solutions for your chipset side. You can have multiple also for your antenna side or for your front end side or for your your filtering side or whatever whatever ends up being. So you don't have to worry about you know that these tires go with this car. It's a way for you to make sure that you have the kind of the best of all capabilities that uh, you, if you want. So it really benefits the, the, the consumer. 
I think it, it benefits the consumer, it benefits the entire supply chain, it benefits innovation, and it you know, benefits me as the provider as well, because then I'm building the network that gets everybody on board. I don't need to worry about I'm building a custom bespoke network with a custom chipset and custom hardware and custom you know, waveforms for certain applications. By allowing an open standard, you're, you're allowing multiple use cases to come on board, whether it's payments or truck tracking or cow tracking or, you know, like I mentioned, ensuring the mailbox is there or a text message or things like that. You're able to make sure I have one network that be able to, that's able to support multiple use cases across multiple geographies. Thank you. And then your your partnership with Focus Point International, I know it's the expansion of an existing partnership. That's especially interesting to me. Um, you're working together for satellite-based IoT monitoring and escalation services. I remember covering Focus Point a long time ago, and CEO Greg Pearson said that not all rescues are free. And that really stuck with me. It's scary to think about something as essential as a rescue or other type of emergency service not being something anyone can afford. How does satellite-based IoT help mitigate this problem? You know, it's interesting. So we have a very deep relationship with Focus Point, and Greg is a great guy. I think I'm having lunch with him next week or in two weeks, and, you know, he, he continues to amaze me how much he's done with that organization. And, you know, what we recognized was, you know, Focus Point has built a tremendous name, uh, name brand as well as a platform to understand how they can help their users wherever their users have coverage. And we recognize there was a big gap because a lot of these accidents occur where their coverage doesn't exist today in a cost-effective manner. So you can look at it on the consumer side and think about when you're skiing or you're maybe on the beach or maybe when you're out hiking or these types of applications where if somebody falls down or gets lost or gets hurt, you want to make sure that someone is, you know, that you always have connectivity so you're, 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 you know, a button away or a text away from being saved. In fact, uh, a couple of months ago, there was somebody hiking in Denver and they were suffering from altitude sickness. And because of our relationship with Focus Point and the end device that they had from Motorola, they were able to come out and press the SOS button. That SOS button was pressed. Focus, Focus Point was immediately under, you know, dispatch and they sent somebody out there and were able to save uh, a hiker's life in a situation where, you know, temperatures were rapidly dropping in those things. So by being able to, to expand the, the network of coverage and where people are, are, are you know, have this uh, safety, you know, safe peace of mind around, you know, are they going to be okay or not, um, I think it's just a, it's a tremendous opportunity here. And by, all, by integrating with the, their Pulse platform, there is not just, you know, in that safety and security of, of making sure that people are safe, but also that visibility to for people that want to be tracked or assets that want to be tracked of where's my truck, where's my container, where's my you know asset that I want to make sure is is visible at all times wherever you are. And that can save a lot of money in certain industries like maritime shipping for sure. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. We talked to a major retailer a couple of years ago, and they were saying how they have cellular trackers on all their trucks you know, as they go between the distribution centers and their retail centers. And what they said, an interesting insight was, surprise, surprise, all the trucks break down where there's no cell coverage, or they get held up where there's no cell coverage, or the 
you know, or they, the the um, the doors get open when there's no salt coverage. So these areas of holes and pockets and things like that, they're known to everyone because everyone has a cell phone, frankly, and so they're able to, uh, you know, unfortunately, you want to make sure that that um, not just the people but also the goods are protected at all times. Thank you. And then tell me a little bit more about receiving certification for your your MediaTek chipset, yeah. um, which you call the first non-terrestrial network-enabled chipset technology. What is the significance of this achievement for satellite IoT and Skylos network specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, like any other operator, want to make sure that all devices that come onto our network are good actors, that they don't take more bandwidth than necessary, they don't take more power than necessary, they don't, they don't really adversely affect not just our satellite network, but also our satellite partners, as well as other devices that are that are nearby or in that same beam. So we have a very rigorous, you know, stand, uh, certification process, no different than what the cellular operators do today, except for NTN. And so the MediaTek chipset, the 6825, is the first chipset that has passed the uh, the Skylar certification process, which means that those users, those device manufacturers, those module manufacturers that use the 6825 can be comfortable and assured that that device, that chipset has gone through our rigorous testing and test cases to make sure that that when they integrate them, that those devices will work the way that we expect them to work on the network. Thank you. And what exactly does receiving certification entail? And what was the most challenging aspect of this process? <laughs> we have a we have an entire certification team. And it, look, it's, it's one of these things which is quite new to the industry and it's something that's not yet defined by the standards or the standards body. So we have to help kind of pave the way. And it's another example of how we're pioneering NTM. And so, you know, we have a, a, a whole host of test cases where we work with not just the chipset manufacturers, but also test equipment manufacturers to make sure that um, hardware manufacturers can test equipment in their own labs without having to come to Skylo first. So we've published our test cases, the chip manufacturers, chipset manufacturers, device manufacturers, and um, module manufacturers can test in their own lab at their convenience of their own facility, you know, using the Skylar test cases to make sure they're 100% in compliance, do any amendments, any bug fixes, things like that on a real-time basis, bring those back then to um, when they come to Skylo, we can make sure that their testing and certification is a seamless fast process and we're able to provide them not just certification, but also co-marketing by helping to put that on our website. And so for other folks that are looking to develop something and develop solutions, they can come to the Skylar website, understand what modules and devices have been certified so they can rapidly roll out uh, solutions that meet their needs. Thank you. Well, it's already just Q1, and it, it's looking like it's going to be a big year for Skylo. Is there anything else upcoming that you're especially excited about? Absolutely. You know, uh, I think Q1 is a very busy time of the year for us. You know, we just finished or, or are finishing CES where we've had some tremendous momentum, you know, as evidenced by the press releases that you put out. Um, I expect that we're going to have about another uh, half a dozen to a dozen partnership announcements coming out right before MWC, which is in another six weeks from now. And these will range from more test equipment manufacturers through more module manufacturers through more chipset manufacturers, as well as uh, another smartphone that's coming out. So you're going to see some pretty exciting um, uh, announcements on our behalf. And 
Like I, I just could not be more excited about what's coming down the pike here. And again, that's only a small percentage of what uh, we have in store for the next 60 days. That's very exciting. Keep me posted. I will do. Thank you. And then looking even further into the future, where do you see IoT trending in the next five years, let's say? Yeah, you know, I think IoT continues to grow. It's great. I mean, you know, there's a lot of confluence of forces kind of coming together. One is, first and foremost, the 3GPP standard, which was ratified a couple of years ago. And now, you know, we spent the last couple of years making sure chipsets were ready and modules were, you know, thinking about it, you know, thinking about sort of the um, uh, implementation. And now we're seeing... These devices, again, like as you mentioned, being certified and starting to come out in production, and you can actually buy them now and implement them now and test them now. And so we're really starting to see a tremendous growth in terms of device availability, device acceptance, and now implementation of our, you know, the NTN services as part of commercial service offerings, commercial service offerings through our customer carrier partners. So now I'm actually seeing where an end user can actually get a SIM from their carrier partner of choice with a Skylo profile on it, which allows for a terrestrial plus non-terrestrial connectivity and actually make that work in a way that gives them full visibility to their asset wherever it is. So they're pretty much covered anywhere Absolutely. at any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely. really great. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I think it's things where, you know, you thought about when you kind of watched Star Trek or Get Smart or those types of applications or those sorts of shows that were there, but this is the, it's interesting how it's kind of, it's finally coming together and becoming a reality. Yeah, that's really great stuff. It is, we're excited. Well, that about wraps up today's episode. Thanks again to Torian Gupta, co-founder and chief product officer at Skylo Technologies for joining us. This has been the Dish Podcast by Connectivity Business News. Thank you, Madeline. Appreciate having me.